Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Mark Longoria. Hello and thank you for joining us today for Church of the Week. My name is Mark Longoria, the Director of Ministry Development here at AM630 KSLR. I hope you've had a great weekend thus far. And thank you for tuning in. Uh, we have, as you know, every week we have a different pastor that comes into the studio. And our desire as a radio station is just that you get to know the different churches that are around here and the great works that they're doing so that you wouldn't sit at home uh, and not be a part of the church. We want you to uh, to be a part of the local community church. And uh, if you're in the Blanco area or uh, if you live up in the northern part of San Antonio and would like to take that short drive to Blanco. We have a great church, a great friend of the radio station. His name is uh, Pastor J.D. Link, pastor of Abundant Grace Fellowship Church in Blanco, and uh, he's here in studio with us today, going to tell us all about his secrets in life. <laughs> uh, but, uh, Pastor, thank you so much for joining us. We're, we're glad to have you here. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, well, we want to know a little bit about your, your background. Uh, I've gotten to know you over the past few months, uh, and you've been a friend of the radio already for a while. You've been on, on here for, what, a year? A year. It's been a year now. And so uh, we're grateful to have you and the great Bible teaching that you bring to our audience uh, that is now your audience. Uh, but we'd like to kind of find out some information about you. Give us a little bit of a background info on you, your family, where you're from, and uh, how things are going. I was uh, born in... Corpus Christi, Texas. So I'm a native Texan, and I was raised in the Texas Hill Country. Uh, I went to school in Lakey, Texas, and graduated there. And uh, I went into the Coast Guard for four years, and and got out. At this time, I didn't know the Lord um, at that t- uh, that point in my life, and I ended up getting born again around I'd say ninety seven, ninety eight, and was invited to a home Bible study, and then invited to a startup church, and. And it was progressive. I don't have a, I don't have an exact moment in time and date like some people have. But it was during that period of my life that I came to know the Lord, and and it really radically transformed my life. The, wow. the Word of God came alive. God filled me with the Spirit, gave me a love for His Word, gave me a love for Him, and and uh, I just knew in my heart of hearts that I was called to preach the gospel. I just it was. It was like a now that was a moment that was really <clears throat> even beyond my salvation was something that was so confirmed um, and I mean it, I'm not saying it was an audible voice of God but it was so strong in my heart that I knew that's what I'd do the rest of my life and and so that's what I started to pursue. So how much time from the time you got saved to the time that you knew you were called for ministry? Uh, it was actually just probably about six months. Wow! And so. It was, and I really... It's like uh, God saying, where you been? I've been waiting for you. Come on. Right, right. It <laughs> oh was goodness. really, it was radical. I, I was just eat, sleeping, and breathing the Word of God and, and, and Christian radio, and yeah. that's why I love being associated with, with the radio and on the radio, because it really fed me a lot. Mm-hmm. And I was working in Austin, and uh, I was a custom window shutter installer, and, and I just listened to the Christian radio all day, every day, and uh, then read the Bible when I got home, and, and so I was really just 
uh, consuming the Word of God at that time in my life. So tell, tell, tell us about that moment in time where you just knew in your spirit, man, your heart, as you said, that you were called to ministry. How does that happen? Uh I know that I was, I had a, a, an urge and a desire to share the things that God was showing me. Hmm. And then when I, when I started to share those things, uh, people told me that they recognized something in me or that they saw something in me. I actually had some people tell me that, that the Lord had spoken to them that I was going to be in the full-time ministry before I uh, knew it or before I had pursued that. I hmm. had an inclination in my heart about it, but I did have several different people who didn't know each other or me yeah. um, say those things to me. And it really, it came alive inside of me. I knew that that was the truth. I knew that that was just God confirming his word to me. Amen. And at that point I knew that, or I felt in my heart that I was to get a, if you would call it a formal education, but I guess go to Bible college and get established. And, um, and so there was a Bible college that I had looked at filled out the application for and it and it just sat on my kitchen table for weeks hmm. and I don't know I can't tell you why I didn't send it in um but I just believe it was God because it, as it was sat there for those weeks uh as I was at work and I was tuning into the radio station <clears throat> and I heard uh, a message now this was a station in Austin at the time I heard a message from someone named Andrew Womack and uh caught the end of his program yeah. and had started to listen to him a little bit, and he advertised his Bible college in Colorado Springs. And at, at that moment, I knew that that was where I was supposed to go. That's wow, and why I hadn't sent off that application. And and so everything from that point was just getting my affairs in order to move to Colorado for two years. Now, you're a married man at that point. You have a family? Yes, yes. How I'm, does that conversation go with your wife? Hey, we're getting up and moving because <laughs> yeah. I'm going to Bible college. Thankfully, uh, my wife and I have have been uh, what the Bible calls equally yoked, oh, and, and yeah. we're at the same place spiritually, and both love the Lord. and And she was, and of course, I mean, you have your your questions because sure. I'm we're secure. We had we owned our home, um, and I had a good job, and we had three little kids. So I, we had a baby and a three year old and a four year old. That's a big move, <laughs> yes, for a family, yeah. And so, but we. We knew it was God and came into just agreement with each other about going and sold the house and and closed everything down. And, and after I was accepted and sent my off, off my application, we moved up there the summer of uh, 01 to start that, that fall term in 01 and, uh, and then graduated in 03, two years later. I mean, it must mean a lot to you to know that you've got a wife that stood by you when you made this decision, and it involved the entire family. It's not just something that you just decided to switch jobs. No, this is just like, you know, we're getting up, we're going, we're relocating, you know, uh, to a whole other state, and I'm going to start basically a new career, per se. Uh, I'm going to follow God, and I'm going to study, and I'm going to be what God has called me to be. How important was that to you, and has it been to know that your wife has stood by you? Oh, it's it, it it has meant the world to me, and I don't I don't really see, um, and I know with God all things are possible, but I look back and I don't see how I could have done what I did without her support, and she came, has has come alongside me. Everything that that the Lord has shown me to do, He's shown us to do together. We've prayed about it together, but my wife has been on board, and 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 even now as 
a pastor in the church now for 11 years that she has she's really the I call her the backbone of the church. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm just the guy that stands up and talks on Sunday morning, but she's really the she's she prays for our church. She's uh she's our chief cook and bottle washer so to speak. Yeah. I mean, she does all the things behind the scenes yep. and doesn't ask for recognition, doesn't doesn't even want it. She's just she just does what needs to be done and I mean, she's to me, she's the the real one to be recognized, and yeah. I mean that with all my heart. Well, amen to that. I know what that's like. I have a wonderful <laughs> wife that has stood by me through the through those times as well. Uh, I'd like for you to talk a little bit into the lives of those people that might be going through that little situation right now. Maybe there's a a wife or uh, a girlfriend, a fiance whose uh, whose husband is looking into getting into ministry. What words of advice would you have for her? Uh, maybe there's a gentleman or, or a lady that's looking into getting into full-time ministry, uh, you know, teetering with that, wondering, praying through that. Uh, what words of advice would you have for someone in, in that place? Well, I'd, I'd tell them, I know from, from my perspective and what I experienced is that to, instead of just saying, this is what I feel, this is what we're doing, to make them a part of it, to pray for them most importantly, pray for them in their presence and pray for them on your own. Mm. And because I, if God has called you to something, then he will bring that, that person or your spouse alongside you and reveal, uh, his heart to them. Yeah. And if you be patient instead of trying to force something, that's one thing that I've learned over the years is that anytime you try to force something, it's going to be met with resistance. Whereas then if you just simply pray for and, give counsel and and lead as a as opposed to force then eventually then they'll come alongside now with in my case with my wife it was pretty quickly i know there's other people that they might they've had other resistance i've known of other people where their spouse was hesitant for several years mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh but god calls a husband and wife together as, yeah. and they're one flesh and so if if it takes a little while then that's okay yeah and uh, and it'll be worth it in the end We've been listening to Pastor J.D. Link. He is the uh, pastor at Abundant Grace Fellowship Church in Blanco, Texas. If you're around that area would like to uh, go out and visit his church, you can do so. The address is 650 Ranch Road uh, in Blanco, Texas, 78606. Uh, if you'd like to contact them via telephone, you can do so by calling 830-833-4888. And uh, online, you can find them at AGF. That's for Abundant Grace Fellowship, agf-blanco.com. Sunday morning services are at 10 a.m., and uh, I know that there's other activities and things that go on throughout the year. But uh, before we talk more about the activities, and I know you have a special event coming up here soon, um, let's talk about the transition. So you're now in Colorado Springs. You're going through the whole program, uh, the Bible school there with Andrew Womack. Uh, I know he's got his own extensive radio and television ministry, and, and that, you know, it's awesome. Um did you know going there that you were, you were just going to go study and then come right back? Or was this something that you decided to do once you were there? No, no. As, as a matter of fact, the only, and this is what I encourage people with, is <clears throat> step out on the last thing that God has called you to do, and he'll be faithful to show you the next thing. Sometimes we want the whole picture before us, beginning of end and to end laid out for us by God, and, and it's like, well, then we'll step out. But the only thing I had at that point was to go there. And so I went and it was in my, 
second year of Bible college, I didn't know, I didn't even know I'd be pastoring. I just knew I'd be in the ministry, but mm. I didn't, I didn't know I'd, if I'd be traveling or pastoring or missions or, or anything. But in my second year of Bible college, uh, I came home on Thanksgiving break for the first time since I had left. And uh, I guess that was November '02, And the Lord just spoke to my heart and said, because we had left Blanco, we actually lived there before in between there and John city, before we went to Bible college and that he wanted me to go back there and plant a church Mm. and in the natural. And just with my physical eyes, I was thinking, well, that we just came from there. I'm, I'm willing to, I'm willing to live in an igloo in Alaska or a grass hut in Africa. I'll go on the mission field. I'll, I, I was will, ready and willing to go anywhere in the world. And so for the Lord to call me right back to Blanco, I thought at the time in my natural mind, well, that doesn't make sense. But I knew in my heart. <laughs> Most of the stuff that he tells us doesn't make sense, but that's where we have to trust the Lord. Right? That's right. Yeah. And so as an act of faith, I said, Lord, you know, this is, I know this is what you want me to do. Yeah. And I had that peace that passes understanding about it. And so I graduated on a, in uh, May of 03. I graduated on a Friday. We went to church for the last time um, that Sunday, and then from Sunday service, we drove back to Texas and started the church the next week. Hmm. Has this affected your kids? How have your kids? Uh, how, how have they seen this whole ministry? It's it's been great. My I love my kids. They are supportive. They are the a huge blessing. I have five children. They are all a, a tremendous blessing to me. I'm thankful that we did go to Bible college when my oldest three were little. And, of course, everything, little kids, they just trust, and they're really a demonstration of how we should trust our Father in heaven. And they weren't worried about anything. And where it was a very big, at the time, very big financial challenge for us, um, it was everything was was challenging at that that point when we first went up there. But the kids were... uh, they they were they were on vacation as far as they were concerned. Yeah. You know, they just kind of roll with it. <laughs> yeah. And so it's never been with my children. Um, you know, it's never been resisted. It's never yeah. been. I have a great relationship with them, and they're 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 for mom and dad. Praise and God. So it's, That's it's a awesome. Good thing. So as you came back, planted your flag in Blanco, and said, "Okay, I'm starting this ministry here as God has called me to do." Um, what has become your passion in ministry? I know that there are different ministers that maybe one will be big on uh, Re- the book of Revelations. They're big on end times. Right. Another one might be big on, uh, I don't know, Bible prophecy. Well, I guess it's kind of the same. Um, another one may be big, let's say, on healing. You know, uh, What has become your passion in ministry? Really, the main, the main passion is a love and excitement about the Word of God and really a trust and faith in the Word of God because mm-hmm. I, that's how I... I didn't come along um, into this with any particular bend when I first got saved. I just started reading the Word of God. And so I, I knew the power of the Word itself, the whole counsel of God, the whole Word of God. Now, certainly, um, I teach strongly the uh, unconditional and unmerited favor of God, the grace of God. I, I'm strong, I teach strongly on faith and, um, and other issues as well, but there's really just the Word of God itself. Yeah. And that being of the primary thing, I often quote the verse that God exalts his word even above his name. Mm-hmm. And and if God puts that kind of importance on his word, how much importance should should we put on it and, and the life-transforming power of it when we'll apply it in yeah. our life? Yeah. So now if somebody wants to come by and uh, say hi and uh, attend church Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, uh, what's something they can expect? What What's the atmosphere like? What's 
Well, there definitely were um, at this point, and I know that we're we're growing and growing, and God is is doing awesome things. And in fact, we're in the midst of uh, finishing out our main sanctuary. We're kind of in the middle right now um, in another room of a sanctuary, but uh, so we're we're pretty close knit. And but that doesn't mean we're exclusive. And so you'll be loved, you'll be welcome, and it's a place full of joy. And I'm a, you know, if I, I'll tell people just come out. Uh, for nothing else but the novelty, um, and I'm not saying this to boast. I say it because it's to me. I, I giggle at it, but I'm a. Uh, uh, I play the guitar and the drums at the same time and sing, and so <laughs> of course the drums. I'm just operating with my feet, the bass and the and the, the hi hat, yeah, and, or, and, uh, and then play guitar and sing. And so if wow. you want to kind of one of those, if you've seen one of those monkey things, you are the one man the, band, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. So if if nothing else, before the novelty of that, then come on out and, and see that. And, and I then, see why you giggle now. <laughs> and then here's some here's some preaching too. So, uh, yeah. but but we have fun, and it's to me it's a place of of joy, and the people are full of joy, and the word of God just it it builds faith in you and makes you free. And that you know we should as as I've said, the definition of hope is an expectation of something good, and so that you should expect something good, and. Uh, when you come, and we'd love to have anyone visit anytime. Yeah, well, I also want to mention um, it is the weekend, but uh, as soon as Monday rolls around, I want to make sure that our, our uh, listening audience knows that you are on radio. You've been on radio here with AM630 KSLR for uh, or a little over a year now, and now you used to be on the weekend only. And uh, since then, here recently, you've made a decision to be on daily. And so we want to make sure that people know that, that they come on board and, and listen to you even before Sunday rolls around and they go out there and, and visit you. They get to hear some Bible teaching from you. And so you're on Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. It's great drive time. So right when our highways turn into parking lots and you see a bunch of red lights in front of you as you're heading back home, uh, use that time to listen to the Word of God. Listen, use that time to listen to Pastor J.D. as he is uh, as a Bible teacher. Tell us about the radio ministry. What what intrigued you and uh, how did you get involved in, in radio ministry? I've, I've always... I think you told us a little bit about, you know, you listen to it, right? Right, yeah. right. And even before that, I've always... Um, radio and, of course, some people try to say, well, it's we have... We have the internet now, and we have these other things, but radio just never goes away. Yes, right. radio will always be. And I grew up listening to the radio, and uh, we were limited when I, out in Lakey we could pick up about two stations. <laughs> but uh, I grew up listening to the radio, and I actually had more than one person. This was before I was ever born again, ever called to preach, and <clears throat> before I knew any of these things. But I had several people tell me that. Um, just out of the blue that, man, J.D., you got a, you got a voice for radio. You yeah. ought to be on radio. And, and I kind of laughed it off or I, I never paid attention to it. But I've actually remembered those things now spoken. And so and especially after I was called to preach, I felt like, man, that's something that I would really like to do someday. And then last year, I really felt imp- impressed by God that this is the time to start. And so, as you said, we started uh, last January um, on Saturday mornings, a 30-minute program on, on, or excuse me, Saturday afternoons, and did that for this whole past year. And um, and towards the end, we, you know, we met and talked uh, uh, a few months ago. And at that time, I was kind of, uh, admittedly, I was kind of vacillating a little bit, and I was thinking, I, I love doing this, I want to do this, but Lord, is this is this really what you've called me to do? Am I just 
trying to make this happen or is this what you want me to do? And mm-hmm. I just had so much confirmation in my heart. And in fact, not to con- not just to continue, but to go on uh, five days a week yeah. if possible. And that's when I when I uh, talked to y'all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's so important. You mentioned you, you, you took the time to really sit down and pray about it. Because I think sometimes we, we do some, some good things. You know, we make some good decisions. Okay, this is, you know, this is God honoring. And, uh, you know, it's a step forward in ministry. But uh, there, there are sometimes, admittedly, where, you know, we don't actually sit down and say, okay, God, is this in your plan? Right. It's a good plan. But as, as they say, is it really a God plan? You know, are right. you in the midst of it? Um, is that something you learned along the way? Is that something that was taught at Bible school? Or uh, did you just really sit down and with every decision to go before God and say, God, what is your will? Right. Yeah, I, th- I think it's really the main example comes from uh, the book of Acts, where it, it, when they would set people apart for ministry, that they would fast and pray and they would lay hands on Paul and Silas or Paul and Barnabas. And and they would actually take the time, and, and Paul tells Timothy, you know, by the laying on of hands of the Presbyterian and, and praying about these decisions and not do anything hastily, as he told Timothy, don't lay hands on any man suddenly. Mm-hmm. Don't just jump out there. And I really appreciate what you've said, and I, I say it many times, not every good idea is a God idea. Yeah. And there's a lot of things you can be doing, but is it what you're supposed to be doing? Exactly. And I think that the church's role, that we're each called to something a particular calling. Now, yes, it's to preach the gospel to every creature. That's every church's call. But mm-hmm. then within that, there are more narrow scopes and focuses. And and so I know that in my heart, for sure, uh, a big part of that is is missions, is giving to missions, and also to radio ministry. And, yeah. and I really feel in my heart that this is just the beginning of, of radio for me. And, and I, I can actually see that coming to pass in the future, what God does and, and however far he takes it and where he spreads it. And, and I'm excited about it. So I'm, I'm, I kind of feel like, you know, buckle up because you're, the ride is just beginning here. So. Yeah. When, you know, when that day comes um, and the Lord welcomes you and, and says, well done, good and faithful servant, what do you hope to leave in the, in the hearts? What are some of the impressions you hope to leave in your children and those that you had an opportunity to minister to? Oh man, I tell you, if, if, if I left people with a faith in God that they, that they took away from me, if anything I left behind, that a person's faith in God was quickened, it was made alive, that they really were caused to hope in God, to believe his word, to love his word, and to believe it's, that it, it truly is the truth, that Jesus truly is the way, the truth, and the life, and he's the living word and inseparable from the written word. Yeah. And to leave that with people would be a wonderful thing in my heart and for my kids too to leave that legacy and uh, what I've been trying uh, to for years and have been doing is in sowing into their life a love for the word of God and faith in the word of God and uh, this is just a side note but that's why I believe a family altar is is so important man to sit down with your family sit down with your wife and kids even if it's not a long time it takes some time to pray read the word together and pray together, and I tell you, it makes all the difference. Like the old saying goes, a family altar can alter a family, and and that's really important. Wow. Words of wisdom from Pastor J.D. Link, pastor of Abundant Grace Fellowship Church in Blanco, Texas. You can find him at 650 Ranch Road, number 165. 
Call them in 830-833-4888. Again, number is 830-833-4888. You can find them online as well at agf-blanco.com. Hope, uh, we hope that you get out there and uh, visit them this Sunday at 10 a.m. for their Sunday service. And uh, I know here we're running a little short on time, but uh, tell us a little, real quickly about what's coming up in February. You have an evangelist coming in and what's going to be happening there. Yes, on, uh, on February 22nd, <clears throat> at 10 a.m., evangelist Greg Fritz is going to be in. And he's stationed in Tulsa, Oklahoma, but he's he's preached the gospel around the world, and he's a great guy. He's a funny guy. I've never actually had him at the church, but I I've been I've known him and been familiar with him for at least 12 or 13 years, and so I'm really excited to have him. And I'd just welcome anybody that wants to come out then on February 22nd and hear him preach. I know that you will be blessed. And, at what time? Uh, at 10 o'clock. All right. 10 a.m. February 22nd. Yes, sir. Okay, very good. Any uh, closing words? Uh, I just want to say I appreciate the opportunity to be on radio. I thank God for this relationship uh, with KSLR, and I just look so forward to what's ahead. It's it's really in me. It's a, it's a vision and a, a dream from God coming to pass right before my very eyes. And so I'm really excited about it, and I pray that people would tune in and listen to the show and, and just that their faith would, would just increase abundantly. Amen. Well, we want to remind you, Grace Revealed, Pastor J.D. Link's program is on uh, here Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Make sure that you tune in there. Um, you can also go to his website at agf-blanco.com uh, to find out more information about the ministry Abundant Grace Fellowship Church. If you're in the Blanco area, north side of San Antonio, and, and uh, would love to go out there and meet with him, well, we encourage you as a radio station. We want you to go out and visit our friend, Pastor J.D. Link. The address is 650 Ranch Road in Blanco. Number one more time is 830-833-4888. That's 830-833-4888. Pastor, thank you so much. We uh, we bless you, your family, your ministry, everything that you do. Thanks for being a, a partner uh, uh, with us here at the radio station, and we wish blessings over you. Well, thanks for having me, Mark. Amen. And thank you for tuning in here to the Church of the Week. I am your host, Mark Longoria. Director of Ministry Development, continue to listen to AM630 KSLR. Have a great weekend. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at kslr.com.